If you want a great conversation with a Philadelphia sports figure you should know more about, listen to one-on-one with Matt Leon on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the economy, and there is a lot to talk about as the August job numbers are in. We also will talk housing, and we will talk about the Federal Reserve, and we will do so with economist David Fiorenza. Let's start talking about jobs. A lot of good news on this front. In August, 315,000 jobs were added, just about on point with what people were expecting. Uh, Jobless claims, which we found out earlier in the week, they were down. The labor market, despite everything, despite a lot of doom and gloom predictions and a lot of hand-wringing about, oh, could we be in a recession? Labor market just keeps churning. It does. And a lot of the sectors are doing well, such as retail trade, adding lots of jobs over the past 12 months, which is a good thing. Health, personal care stores, food and beverage stores. If there's anything negative about this report, areas such as furniture, home furnishing stores trended down a little bit and legal services trended down a little bit, but not enough to to stir up any action that would be a cause for concern at this point. I'm really happy with this report, 315,000 payroll employment increased in August. That's a good number. We were expecting around 300,000. I will take it, Matt. The unemployment rate does tick up uh, two-tenths of a percent to 3.7. Can you explain for people that just maybe follow the headlines and don't follow it closely, because that seems a little counterintuitive. Well, if we added all these jobs, how did the unemployment rate go up? But what's behind that? What's a couple of things that ha- had occurred here the past month and even the past year. One is that the increase in wages. So we have to take the good with the bad. Do you want your wages to go up? And I'll say, yes, I do. But on the other hand, there's going to be some people who are going to be let go of the market because of the continuing supply chain issues. The shortages that we had, because we're a global economy, we buy from Asia, we buy from Europe, we even buy from South America. And if they're having supply chain issues, some people are going to be laid off in the short term, in the medium term. Uh, But the labor force participation rate is something that people have been talking about. They want it to increase. It increased a little bit. So now you have, I think, 3.7% is where we have equilibrium. 3.5% unemployment, I thought, was too low. It was actually fueling inflation a little bit. Uh, Hard to believe, but it did fuel inflation a little bit. Another thing about inflation, we're having it, but not to the point where it's becoming such a major factor where it's a 24-7 news cycle at this point. And once again, I feel like we say this every every week, it's the gas prices continue to come down. I got gas this morning before our conversation in South Jersey for three seventy nine a gallon, and that's the lowest it's been in months. We were at a high in my area of like five dollars, four ninety nine uh, a gallon. So that's a significant decrease. Once again, if people see the prices going down, on a consistent basis, it seems that that alleviates a lot of concerns or a lot of discussion about inflation, at least having it front and center like it was a few months ago where it was talked about just about everywhere. Oh, absolutely, Matt. And the fact that it has come down at least a dollar a gallon, uh, a family of four, a family of three, a family of five, if they have the two cars in the family, throughout the week, they're probably saving $20, $30, which is, doesn't seem like a lot. But over a month's time, it's $100, $120, which helps them buy food. It helps them go away on a day trip 
helps them go to the Jersey Shore, to the Poconos, the Delaware Shores. It really is something because that's the price that we see every day when we drive. We see the four corners and two of them are gas stations. Uh, one's a convenience store. And we look at that number. I'm constantly looking at it. In the Pennsylvania, the four-county area, it's below $4 a gallon uh, for gasoline. Now, there's going to be some places that are a little bit higher, obviously, but that's due to insurance and rent. The city of Philadelphia is going to be higher because of the, the fact that there's not as many gasoline stations as there used to be because they felt as though it's very expensive to run a gasoline station with all the different regulations from DEP and EPA. But I will say this, it's helping consumer confidence, Matt. Yeah, that leads right into the next point here. Consumer confidence does bounce back in August. It had uh, gone down the previous three months. And once again, to your point, it's the gas prices. I think that that helps people feel better about things. Oh, Matt, and that's true. Let's even add the fact that we had that additional reading of GDP. Sure, it was still negative for second quarter, but it didn't go down anymore. It actually um, was a decrease, which was good. It was close to zero at this point, and people started getting confident. The fact that gasoline prices peaked in May and the fact now that they're coming down three months later, especially at the end of the summer here when people are still trying to get their last getaway weekend, wherever that's going to be, the gasoline prices uh, will help all these various tourist places that people want to visit in the Delaware Valley. Consumer confidence is really based upon our buying power. Do people feel good about how much money they have after working, if they receive the raise in their pay and the gasoline prices are down? I realize food prices are still high. That takes a lot longer to come down than, than just the gasoline. The gasoline is based on a price of a barrel of oil, and that's way below $100 at this point. You talk about getaway, last getaway. As we're talking, we are heading into the Labor Day weekend. It's obviously a big time for the Jersey Shore. What have you heard overall heading into this weekend? It seems like as someone who's gone down a couple times for days, everything looks like it's booming. What are you hearing from people overall, how they feel about how the summer is going, and what are they expecting going into the weekend? Absolutely. Going from Cape, at least Jersey, going from Cape May all the way north to Atlantic City, they're happy. The fact that it hasn't rained that much in August was really a good sign. Obviously, we need rain. A year ago, we were we had the disaster of Ida in this area, and that really hurt the tri-state area for weeks and weeks on end. But to have dry weather like this in the last weekend, uh, basically, of the year, even though a lot of these cities and towns are going to have events throughout September, October, and even into Christmas and what they call first night, which is the New Year's Eve. They're really pleased with this year. They've been able to weather the pandemic. Now that most of the pandemic is behind us, they were able to adjust all their schedules. They were able to adjust their employment. They were able to adjust everything and really deliver a good product to the Jersey Shore. Most of your towns, your elected officials and mayors are very happy with what they saw this year, Matt. Let's talk a little bit about housing. I've seen some people, uh, really concerned about how much housing has cooled. I, I saw one article where someone said that they thought the housing market was already in recession. Are you concerned about this or is this kind of a course correction? Things got so bonkers during the pandemic. We're just seeing things even out. 
Well, Matt, I'm not as concerned and to be a little bit uh, cynical here, these are the same people who thought gasoline was going to be $7 a gallon and $8 a gallon. It never happens. Now, I think they moved to another sector of the economy and say, what else can I pick upon? Oh, yes, the housing market. Some of this is a correction. Now, I realize the mortgage rates are 5 to 5.5%, and I realize that the housing market has cooled, talking to a lot of the larger organizations that are out there in the tri-state area this past week, at least two of them told me that it's still a brisk business. When you had a pandemic and then coming out of the pandemic, things were soaring. People were moving. People were looking to go to different places. People were adding on to their homes and they saw the value of their homes go up by 30 to 40%. And now it's starting to equalize and maybe the value of their home was only around 20%. This happened after the the crisis of of 2008, 2009 in the housing, as well as the fact that we had a, a slight recession back then. Things start to normalize. They're almost back to normal. Obviously, home sales are not what everyone expects them to be. I look, it's almost like any industry you're in. You can't stay at the top forever. The economics and the economy has to come like a roller coaster, ups and downs. And that's what we're having right now. And a slowdown, if we see prices come down a bit, you know, one thing we've talked about off and on, maybe that opens the door for some people to get into a house that couldn't afford it before because the market was so hot. Uh, I think there's a good news, bad news on this front, because I think there's a lot of people that have probably been ready and been looking, but couldn't afford it. Maybe if things stabilize, come down, some markets open, loosen up a little bit, it opens the door for them to be able to get in. It does. Absolutely. And I'm, some of the counties in Pennsylvania have already started to take a look at their housing markets and even offer money towards what we would call affordable housing programs. And I've talked to a few banks this week, and they're even taking a look to say, well, now that interest rates have peaked a little bit or they're up higher than normal for mortgages around five, five and a half percent, what else can we do to entice people? Maybe take away the, the loan application fee or some other fees to entice people. And that could could help out too because first time home buyers are really going to be taking a look to see what can I get, which mortgage company can I go with, which bank can I go with. So, those are the kinds of things I think that we're going to be looking at. Obviously, the fall, you're not going to have as much people buying and selling because if they have children, they want to settle into their school district by now. So, anything we see in the fall, if there is a downturn, I'm going to say, well, that's what normally happens every year, Matt. So we talk about a cooling housing market. We talk about a job market that keeps plugging along. All eyes have been on the Fed here as of late to see, you know, with their continuing of raising rates, we've seen a a constant drumbeat the last few meetings of uh, three quarters of a point. This data, as you're reading it right now, do you think the Fed continues to be aggressive or do you think there's some reasons for pause here that maybe... Next time they meet, we still get a rate hike, but maybe not that that aggressive. Well, Matt, that's the question. How will the Fed read today's jobs report? Will they just take it as a one-time report and say, oh, unemployment went up a little bit, labor force participation rate went up a little bit, we added some jobs, not as many as the month before, or will they take it and say, hey, this is a good sign, maybe the economy is starting to cool down a little bit and not overheat. And we're seeing inflation come down a little bit. You know, we're, we're seeing hourly earnings go up a little bit, which is good, but not as high in the face of inflation, but that's fine. You know, you don't want uh, want that. The 2% inflation rate, I still think is, is really hard for them to get to that goal. I think they need to adjust the goalpost there and maybe look at inflation closer to 3 or 4%, hoping that we do not have a three quarters percent rise 
in the interest rate at the end of September. Let's see how the first couple of weeks of September play out. And if that's the case, I'm hoping they will cool down a little bit and say, let's increase interest rates at a half a percent. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.